What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartet Sign Off Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shimanoff. He is the one and only Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week, as always. Uh, we got Jay Paul. We got some UFC. We got just some little stuff to close out the year. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, holiday special. You know how it is. Uh, before we get into all the news, all the results, and more, I'm talking to you guys real quick about Rogue Energy. As always, if you're 10, if you want 10% off your orders, you can go to sound off at checkout at rogueenergy.com. Let's go to sound off at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. You know, Angel, look, there's no other way to start this off. I know that some of our audience may not like the subject. It'd be weird. Yeah, fuck the audience. <laughs> but, you know... Fuck the fans. We, we, fuck the fans. You know, we got to talk about <laughs> it for a while. Just to start off, um, last Saturday night from the Amali Arena in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> I don't think it's how you pronounce it. Amali Arena? Who, who, cares? who cares? They were fighting somewhere in Florida. I forgot that was in Florida. Yeah. Jake, the problem child Paul, defeating Tyron, the frozen one, Woodley. Via sixth round knockout. Up until then, the fight was probably by far the worst of both men's career, which is saying a whole lot out of Woodley. Um, and was by far the worst fight of the Jake Paul experience so far. And then at two minutes at 12 seconds of the sixth round, Jake faints to the body. Woodley drops the hand and gets absolutely clobbered with a right hook that sends him face down. Fight is over. Angel, my guy. We were watching this one together. It was six rounds of torment. And then that one shot is all it took. What are your thoughts about, about the performance, the fight? Give me your take. I mean, like you said, it was, it was looking rough there at, at the start. Those six rounds were, were, were something, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of factors that played into that, I think, but in the end, it ended in, in dramatic fashion. And I, and I even told you, Josh, before, I think even, I don't even, I don't even know if I mentioned on the podcast, I think I told it to you privately. I'm like, he needs to come out here and make a statement, I think. I think he can't let it end in a dominant decision. And the way it was going, it wasn't going to be a fun decision either. And by the way, you made fun of me and even called me a Jake Pollard for telling you how I think it was being scored. Funny enough, it was actually worsely scored than what I thought. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? I know. Yeah, I know. And you were you were teasing me, but I was like, Josh, no, you got to think about how these fucking judges are. I which was even funny. wrong. Which is, it was even I was even wrong about that because the judges is, didn't even have it how I yeah. thought it was. Which it's it's actually kind of funny because the first fight I actually thought they were kind of lenient to Woodley in terms of scoring. This time they were being no really lenient given. towards Jake. It was worse than I thought. If if these guys don't know the scorecards. I don't have them in front of me, if I remember correctly. Up until the sixth round, two of the judges gave Woodley run one round. The other two, excuse me, two judges gave Woodley one round. The other one had given him two rounds. So regardless, Jake was up heavy on all cards. Yeah. So and, yeah, you were. I mean, yeah. And, yeah, I was wrong. And it's not like Woodley was doing anything to help his case either. And I was even telling you this the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this clinching shit, like. It'd work if he was doing more in the, between the round, but it's not gonna get, it's not gonna end up winning him to fight if he's not gonna do it the proper way. It could have worked greatly if he would have done it right. It just wasn't done right. And, you know, obviously didn't get, we didn't get to the cards. It didn't end up being his demise. His demise ended up being, you know, him getting fainted at the body and then dropping his right hand and, you know, getting caught. Which, you know, shit happens. You know, Jake planted his feet, you know, set it up. I mean, it was, it was, like, you know, he said it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, it fucking it shocked the shit out of us, dude. You know, we all thought we were gonna ride off into some boring decision. I mean, there was what, f- uh, 
six of us total in there that night, including you and me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. we were, and we were all kind of like, well, fuck, this is kind of rough. And then, boom, the knockout comes in, and we're all like, holy shit. Josh, I mean, it's it's not fake. Is it real as it gets? People continue to say this shit is fake. <laughs> I, I don't know why people are so fucking dumb and say that it's fake. I don't, you know, it's we, we try to explain the, 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 the fact of why it can't be fake and I mean, we're gonna we're gonna enter a lot here. I mean, this is gonna be a deep cut, I think, here in a bit, and into some of the stuff we're gonna get into. But uh, fuck, man, it's uh, this is fucking insanity. Look, Angel, see, you don't get it because could you're to your untrained eye, okay? You didn't see him. Jake Let me guess, Josh. You've signal. been watching boxing for fifteen he, years. <laughs> he 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 did a signal, okay, with his hand. You just you you don't get it, bro. Okay, you just you just don't even get it, man. Yeah, I think okay. Look, I, I've always said don't honestly, dude. I've always said the Jake Paul fights. People always say they're rigged. They're not any more rigged than any big boxing fight. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and we saw it that night, especially that night. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, people don't realize. Like, people always get freaked out about like uh, people are just now. Oh my god, the fight's rigged. It's like it's not rigged through that way. Like, yeah, Jake's gonna have every single advantage of the book, but like. Every A side in every boxing match ever has a ma- outside of Manny Pacquiao for whatever reason. I'm not sure what he did, yeah, but right. he ended up on the wrong side of like three or four decisions, which is really funny. Um, he's the only one I can remember. Outside of that, every single big boxer gets like a couple of gimme decisions throughout their career, dude. Like, can you think of a single one? I can't. Like, um, I mean, I'm sure there's something in there. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, it just. You have to be completely brain dead to uh, to, to think that it was rigged. Because look, dude, as much as I love Tyron Woodley, and we'll talk about him in a minute, he uh, he got put out cold, dude. Like you can't fake that. He he had to be a fucking Oscar winning. He, he's on DiCaprio type shit, my dog. All right, he yeah, got by put, fucking beyond. That was some. That had to have been some next level method acting. Dude. I don't even know if you could put DiCaprio in the same for, fucking category. Like some revenant shit, dude. For real, whenever he hit the ground. And he woke up and he tried to like, and his brain was short circuiting and he was trying to get up with his right arm and he couldn't, bro. Oh my god, the next level acting, dude. Um, by the way, that's how you know it was a bad knockout, bro. Like, cause he was, he was out, right? He he's out on his feet. He falls over. He I'm pretty sure he woke up when he hit the canvas and you can see him like trying to move his arm to get up and he can't. Like that, yeah. that his brain was bouncing around. All right. You know, I've seen um, Woodley act. It's not that good. So it's not like this was <laughs> the greatest performance of his career here. So dude, trust me. Dude, he was you not like him is an extra in Straight Outta Compton. Is, is that where he was in? He's been in a bunch of movies. I forgot what only I one I've... Is that the one where he gets his balls bit by the dog? Is that oh, the Oh, I have no idea. Dude, dude, look up that scene. It's no, no, so I've seen, fucking... I know, I've seen the scene. I just don't know if that's what happens. Like, I'm not uh, sure if that's... I, I, don't, I don't even think that's the movie. I don't even think that's for Straight Outta Compton. Because I saw Straight Outta Compton a fucking... A bit of it. I, it's funny. I, I saw, like, all the movie, but not in some... T- like, like in a sequential order in its entirety in one sitting. Ah... Uh. Yeah, I mean, I knew I, the only thing I've seen him in is a straight out of Compton, but I know he's been in like probably like twelve movies. Actually, I think I also saw him in like Hawaii Five O. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's been in a couple of movies, but yeah, I've seen we've seen Tyron act. It's not that great, bro. That was just a hard shot. And full credit to Jake, man. I mean, even Woodley in the post fight, he was like, "Why the fuck did I drop my hand? Like, why I, did I do that?" And I'm I like, pointed it out instantly after the replay. I'm like, "Dude, he dropped his." fucking hand i can't believe it i'm like why do you do that i don't know why he did it for no reason either like it wasn't even jake's 
here's the thing, right? The first fight, he was jabbing to the body a lot. This time, he didn't jab to the body. So it'd be like a good if if Woodley would have like in the first fight dropped his hand because he was trying to like you know parry away the jab to the body. Like I'd kind of get it, but in this time Jake pretty much absolved like all the body work he was doing. Like he had a couple of nice little hooks every once in a while, but like I can't believe he dropped his hand. Like <laughs> I just get, and then like that entire sequence. Cause I'm sure you've seen the sequence like at least a million times now because like it's been on every, everywhere it, on Twitter. I've watched it every day. I've watched it every day since it's happened. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no, no, I'm the same page. And like you, know what's funny is like the earliest things that you get taught like. I have very little combat sports, like, experience, right? Like, I did karate and a little bit of kickboxing. The earliest thing that you get told is if you're getting into range, don't just stand there. <laughs> don't get into range and just and just don't do anything. Faint, punch, do anything. Don't just sit there. Tyron Woodley literally hung out in the pocket for, like, 30 seconds and didn't do anything. Proceeds to drop his hand and get knocked the fuck out. Like, it was... I mean, look, dude. I love, I love Tom Woodley. He's, he's a G. He's still, he's still my boy. But bro, that was just, that was rough, man. It was rough. But yeah, I mean, as far as it goes, it was a nice knockout by Jake. Terrible fight. I, I mean, I've rewatched all the fights like every single time whenever like a new Paul fight comes up to like do film study. I try to like watch and see if there's any little things I can like pick up on for previews or whatever. I I won't watch this one ever again. Um, I mean, there's not to watch. There's a there's not a lot to watch in this one early on, so exactly. which kind of sucks too. Not gonna lie, because it w- would have been nice to see a little bit more growth in him, right? But I'll give you this, man. He we don't even mention it. I mean, he went through adversity in that fight. You know, he was getting fucking, you know, like it's, you know, uh, was it called clinched? You know, he had the cut come in. It was bleeding. It was coming down his face. It was a big cut too. I actually ended up seeing it later on. I didn't realize how bad it was until uh, I saw it on a, I think it was a Logan Snapchat store, or it might have been Snapchat or Instagram. I saw like a clip of it on on uh, yeah. YouTube. It was a short. I was like, oh shit, that shit was actually kind of deep. So, you know, you, there's there's a lot of other things he 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 got out of this that we just saw in the first fight where it was like he could take a shot. You know, he and uh, you know a number of things. But this time around, you know, he came like you said we. We still got some out of it, but we didn't see everything we wanted to see. He was more, more confident, more comfortable. He, uh, and, uh, better, uh, overall better conditioning, which, you know, is obviously to be expected. He learned a lot from that first time around and he's going to continue to learn. So I'm curious to see what happens in the next. Mm. I mean, and as far as the next, there's been a lot of names thrown out there. Um, so I'll just go ahead and pass it directly back to you. I mean, honestly, there's been a lot of names throughout there. There's been a lot of rumors in the immediate aftermath. He called out a couple of UFC guys, which obviously isn't going to happen, at least not next. But there's still a couple of names that have been brought up. If you were to go ahead and guess his next opponent, maybe his next few opponents. Not next few, but, like, you know, most likely to be his next opponent. What are some of the names that come to mind? Oof. I mean, I still think Tommy's up there as an option, right? Obviously, that fight was going to happen. It, it's a little weird now, though, that this kind of happened. It, it's it's kind of like a lot of people are making it seem like that fight's kind of out the door. You know, it's crazy to me, Josh. After this fight, I heard a couple people who, you know, keep up with fighting. Actually, former fighters talk about the fact that they think if Tommy was in there, Tommy would have got fucked up. I don't know if you, I don't know if you like seen any of these people talk about this. But I was listening to a couple of podcasts. People were like, yeah, Tommy would have got fucked up if he was in there with Jake. I kid you not. Yeah, I think I think those people are fucking delusional. I think that you've only seen one. I think you've probably only seen the Anthony Taylor fight if you're saying that about about Tommy Fury. 
It's and, they, you know, and I'm and I'm sure that's and I'm sure that plays a factor in it too. But yeah. but it's it's crazy to me because these people who watch fighting, dude, like people who watch fighting, been watching fighting longer than us. People who even watch boxing longer than us, and mm-hmm. uh, people who actually fought, like exactly. ex fighters, dude. People it was funny. I think I know who you're talking about. I think I know who you're talking about. I've seen more than that. one though. Oh, I've okay. seen more than one though. It's not just one because there might be one that you're thinking of who that person's already kind of suspect with some of his opinions as of lately. And actually, throughout of time, uh, we're not gonna get you know if it's the person you're thinking, uh, you know, thick boy status, <laughs> thick boy, thick boy, yeah, thick boy status. You know what I'm saying? Beat. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, that might be one of them. But there's more though. There's more. Of, uh, that's one, and I've seen another one, and, and another one outside of that, which I was oh, like okay. shocked. You know, I was like. Dude, that's so crazy to me because you fought and you actually know how to fight. And it's just crazy that you think like this kid is going to have an easy time where I think right now that's probably one of the most difficult fights. I think is and uh, I'm not, I'm actually not going to say that. That's out of pocket. I'm not going to say that. This is okay. All right, all right. But uh, definitely like at least because it's, it, it, there's a big question mark. I think after that match, I think we'll kind of have more answers, which is interesting because it's like yeah someone in his age range someone who's been doing it at a young age you know someone who's actually like on the come up just like him and uh and is obviously down and is really confident and is and saying a lot of things too that that will and obviously has a good camp around him i mean i think that at least for my money and i, and I think i think is a genuine good option to like continue to solidify himself that is a good opponent to take out next but granted i feel like if he comes out and does a good job against him, I feel like it's gonna sound fucked up, dude. But it's just gonna be the story of him for a while until, and it's gonna sound bad until he runs into the wrong guy, which is what mm-hmm. people want to happen, which because people don't like him. But let's say he goes out there and beats Tommy Fury, I think, and and does it in, in good fashion. People are gonna be like, well, you know, he's young, he didn't have a lot of, you know, it's it's gonna, you know, there's, and I said this originally with the, uh, I think the first time around the Woodley fight, there's always gonna be a, you know. Uh, Stuff like stipulations behind each win or something behind each win where it's going to be like, well, this, this, that, you know, it's, it, it, you know, there's always going to be stuff with that. And, and it makes sense. Right. But, but still, you know, it's, it's going to take a while before and it might, it might not even ever happen where people are like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I mean, look, just to go into just that first point, I think that, um, if you legitimately believe that Tommy would have gotten messed up more than Tyron, I'm pretty sure. I, can I just ask, are they MMA guys or are they boxing guys? MMA guys who've also been, and then one guy I know for a fact has been a long time boxing fan. I'm talking like kept up during like the fucking okay. major Tyson era and after that. Like legitimately like, and yeah, like this person well, loves combat sports. Okay. So the reason why I asked that is, is uh, because a lot of people that I've seen that and, you know, we're, I'm sure that you have a couple of people in mind and I know that I have one in mind. I've seen a lot of people, not even just just like fans, that have said like, "Oh yeah, Tommy would have gotten beat up worse than Tyron would." And I'm like, "Man, this is not Tyron Woodley of of 2016, man." Like, I really I feel more sure of because before I always said that Tommy was going to beat up beat Jake if they did fight. And obviously, as the time as time goes on, I actually think the fight sways more in Jake's favor because I think he I think he is improving rapidly. I think he's learning more how to leverage his shots. And there's a lot of things that, like, he still clearly needs to work on. Um, but I think the fact that he has a huge right hand is going to bail him out of a lot of situations, depending on who he's going to fight. Who's he, depending on who he fights. But I think the Tommy thing, dude, like, I really don't see 
the stuff that everybody else is seeing. Like, I feel like any time, you know, I, I said it on the night of, right? That fight, Tom Woodley 2 fight for Jake Paul infuriated me more than the first one. Because any time Tyron threw, and he threw combinations, he backed Jake up. He hurt him during the third round. And I, I, I didn't rewatch the fight. I probably need to rewatch that third round specifically. Um, but I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, it was either the third or the fourth where he nailed him a couple of times and he had Jake on ice skates and he did nothing. Tommy Fury, for all my criticism of him, he's, he throws arm punches. He doesn't have a whole lot of power. He's very bad at measuring the distance. He doesn't have a killer instinct. Dude actually has pretty good combinations. I'd be very shocked if Jake beat him and he was able to withstand the most basic combination because Jake for all... It's going to be so funny whenever whatever happens in hindsight or maybe it doesn't happen. You know I what know. I mean? I know. And um, because I picked Tyron the second time. It's the first time I've been wrong about a Jake Paul prediction. And most of that was mostly just picking out of pure heart. Um, I know. You were and, about to pick Askren uh, way back when and you changed I know. it right up. I know, but at the time, I said it was either going to be a standing TKO for Jake or just Ben drags him into deep water, which, you know, and by drags him into deep water, I mean makes it a really shitty fight. So, yeah, Tyron actually did the game plan I thought Ben was going to do, so it's actually kind of funny. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, as far as I the mean, next it's funny because they know each other, too. Yeah, they train together, yeah. But as far as his next opponent... If I were to go and throw three names out there, I don't think. Uh, first of all, he calls out a bunch. He called out a bunch of MMA guys. No, he's not going to be fighting Nate or Nick Diaz next. Not, no, he's not, not going to fight Moss at all. No, he's not going to fight McGregor. No, none of those guys. Oh no, uh, no, it's not impossible. Yeah. But not the only one. Well, I don't think he'll ever fight McGregor. I know that this is the thing we disagreed on, but I don't. Uh, I, I don't think it's impossible. The likelihood's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the thing about Nate in like Masvidal is Masvidal is a is a small one seventy year, not a small one seventy, decent size one seventy year. Same thing for Nate, so they can make up the difference. Like Jake could be a lot bigger than them, but it wouldn't be unsellable. Also, this was Colin, at one eighty. What was that at one eighty six? It wasn't one ninety, right? It was at one ninety two. Was it one ninety two? Yeah. Um, I mean, they could meet at one eighty. You know, they so. they maybe. I'm not sure what Jake walks around at. Um. I've heard around 200 pounds, but I'm not sure if that's entirely true. That's in camp or out of camp. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, the Connor fight would be hard to sell because he's so much smaller and he's only getting worse. So I, I don't think what could even happen because Connor's, Connor's like not even big for 155, not at this point. So I mean, anyway. I think it's dependent. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this with the UFC guys, I think it's dependent because obviously, since like whoever fights him, who's in the, if they were contracted at the time with the UFC, they have to split a cut with Dana. So realistically, you want to catch him at the biggest of his hype. So Dana's probably going to shut down everything until the money is like really, really, and I mean really good with them. Because one, Dana will get money out of it. Well, UFC will get money out of it, not necessarily Dana. And the fighter will get a lot of money out of it. So it's going to be a while before that happens. Because right now, they'll make more money than what they're making the UFC, without a doubt. I feel like that. I feel like a lot of people are saying that they won't. But let's, let's be honest with with the you know with the right with the UFC name and the fighter. And him and the promotion, those guys would make good money and way more money than what they would on any of their UFC fights in any of their pay per views. Let's just be realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just a Most fact. Likely. No one's ever going to want to admit that in the UFC. Dane is never going to want to admit it, but it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. But like I'm telling yeah, you, I, most... th- I think it'll take a while. It's not unlikely to happen. I think he'll fight a guy either who's finishing his contract in the UFC or someone who's almost out of the UFC. When he's on his, when he peaks, or whenever Dana thinks he peaks, or when he has peaked, and the numbers are there, 
at their biggest and it's like oh shit we can't mm-hmm. avoid this anymore we have to get on this before someone else does mm-hmm. for sure and I, i'll say this much i think that if dana ever does choose to co-promote um which is very unlikely because there's a difference between co-promoting with a floyd mayweather which he's done before and co-promoting with a jake paul because whenever you, whenever these guys lose to Jake Paul, as much as what Dana and like what the UFC and a lot of MMA fans may say, it kind of looks bad in some of the public's eyes that don't know any better. Like they don't know yes. that Tyron Woodley fought 22 pounds below what he did on Saturday. They don't know that like they just think he's fucking coming off his UFC championship tender, exactly on top of the world with fucking two he's getting belts. knocked out by a YouTuber. Like, yes. that's what the public sees, whether or not, in the long run, if he keeps on doing this, it will look bad in some people's eyes. Because, like, the Ben fight was never a big deal, because I think even the general public that watched the fight was like, oh, yeah, this dude looks like ass. You're telling me this guy was a UFC fighter? Like, <laughs> Man, it looks like a bag of milk. Dude looks like a bag of milk. But the Tyron thing, you could sell, because Tyron, phenomenal shape, even though he's older. Um and he looked at times whenever he threw punches, he didn't look unskilled in there. Like you could tell he wasn't a boxer by trade, but like you could tell the power was there and stuff was there. You, it looked like, oh shit, Jake Paul is coming in here beating up his UC guys. Like it will reflect bad at a certain point if this thing keeps on happening. And that's what I've told people. Like the MMA fans may not believe it, MMA fans may not buy it, but that's what's going to happen. So that's why I don't think Dana will ever co-promote, because it's one thing to have Tyron, who's five years past his prime, lose. It's another to have Conor McGregor, who's on your active roster, lose. So I think if Dana ever chooses to co-promote, Jake's not going to be fighting Conor McGregor. You know who's going to be fighting? Fucking Israel Adesanya. That's what everybody's saying, dude. Everybody's saying, send Izzy and get this shit done with, which is funny. They're going to be, you're going to be fighting, because Izzy actually is a, I mean, he's a, he, everybody knows him for his, his kickboxing. Dude was like a really good boxer too. I think he was like he fought in like um he's a good some record. Term, I can't remember the name of. He has like under ten wins, right? Like a little I think under. He's like nine and one as a pro boxer, which is and legit. One... That's a legit. You could sell on that too. Yeah, I, I just checked. I just checked it. He's five and one. He fought in the Super Eight Boxing uh, Tournament in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. Yeah, his one he... loss was to um, Daniel Amon, who uh, was it his fought... Huh. Was that a split decision? I remember there was something with that decision that Izzy was. It was. It was. A, it was a. I believe it was in a, a majority draw, not majority draw. A split decision. Yeah, so I think Izzy even said that he thought he won that, or he felt yeah. some type of way after that. I don't remember. And the guy he did. lost to, was fucking thirty-two and in ten. He's not a bad guy. A lot more experience. So yeah, you can sell Izzy, but yeah, if, if Jake Paul is gonna, he's calling out the wrong. I mean, he's calling out the right guys, but he won't be fighting those guys. He's gonna be fighting somebody that's around his same size. And actually a really good boxer in their prime. So. Yeah, when Dana's ready to send the gladiator, he's going to send the best one he has. You know what I mean? He, he is, dude. He's not going to fuck. He's not going to send Conor McGregor, who's like one, 165 pounds, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, he's not going to send fucking Alexander Volkanovsky in there, you know, or Henry Cejudo. Exactly. Like, he won't. Dana, if he's going to send him, you know. He's going to send the best you're one. You're coming on. Can. Come on. All right. If he could he's send in Ganu, he would, you know. Like, he would. He would. Um,. Yeah, dude, but back to the real quick of my point, like, if he's going to fight somebody, if Jake Paul's going to fight somebody, my next three opponents, not next three opponents, the three most likely opponents, I think, in my head, and I thought about this a whole lot, right? He's going to be fighting either one of these three guys next, and you can bank on it. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Tommy Fury, or Anderson Silva. It's going to be one of those three. Which one? I don't know. 
By the way, did you see the betting odds for his next opponent? I can tell you them real quick. Have them uh, I don't. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but I know Anderson's the front runner. I think. Yes, Anderson's the front runner, followed by Tommy. Believe it or not, under Tommy, it's Dylan, Dennis, Diaz, McGregor. Obviously, they they get pretty big after this. Actually, they, this is not in the order of my bad. But Anderson oh, okay. is the front runner. But it's a uh, Tommy Fury. I, I can actually I can put it in the correct order in my head real quick. So Anderson Silva, Tommy Fury. Dennis, Diaz. After that, they got Deron Williams for some reason on here. JJ, Oscar De La Hoya, and then who else? Floyd's on here. Conor McGregor, Masvidal, Mike Tyson, and Canelo dead last. That is very, very what a, surprising. What a fucking list of names, too, right? They're just, some of those names, they're just trying to get dumbasses who like to bet, honestly. Yeah, but no one's in the uh, dude. Realistically, who the fuck's going to bet on Deron Williams to be his next opponent? So, I mean, maybe somebody, bro. Somebody. You know, if you're into Oscar Deloia in there, I thought that actually wasn't that crazy since he wanted to come back. And, you know, he's a little. He's like, I want to get back into it. You know, have the fire. You know, he was really like excited to come back. So it's like, I don't know. I really don't think that one's an unrealistic one. Crazy enough, I don't think it'll happen. But it doesn't sound too crazy. Mm-hmm. Not at yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that crazy. Um, I think that Oscar is a guy that is, as much as he's like, kind of like out there sometimes, I also think he knows that what it would do to his legacy if he lost to Jake Paul. Because there's one thing to go lose to like Peter Belfort, he's a lot bigger than you and like an MMA world champion. You know what I mean? I, or Formula I mean, One. Yeah, I mean, that'd be the nail in the coffin, right? Like, not even. Yeah, crazy. like, you couldn't come back from that. You know how we talk about all these other guys' legacies, you know, being kind of stained from this? That would actually, like, end it all. Exactly. Um, to be. Uh, the next fight, like I said, in my opinion, so it's going to be one of those three. It's a lot of the names you listed aren't possible. Um, I think JJ may be a sneaky option depending on what he's doing. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't, I don't think anytime soon. I think he's just too busy with everything. He talks about it. Apparently, he's been trading. Like I told you, they're, like the whole issue with this is obviously this guy's getting better. He's fighting better guys now than what he does before. And JJ hasn't fought since the Logan fight. I mean, it would have been different. He would have kept fighting after the Logan fight. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. But, yeah, it's it's been a while. And I mean, unless they send in, you know, the tank, Deji, coming <laughs> back soon. <laughs> You know, I mean, he's he's our only saver. I mean, he's the only opponent he never finished, technically. That's true. RT- Jay Paul said he's RTD. knocked out every person he's fought, but that's a R- lie. That's a lie. He never knocked out Deji. It was an RTD, right? You know, but no, never, never. I guess it was technically the uh, ref technically stopped it. But still, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. you know, he never technically put his lights out. So, you know, we have one hero who can still save us, Josh. If none of these MMA or boxing guys can do it, we have one guy out there. Our last option, our last hope. <laughs> yeah, the, I, that's that's funny. That is true. He's the only guy who's not knocked out. Let me go ahead and just ask. Her, well, I mean, and Gib, Gib got stopped because like he couldn't stop wobbling over himself because he was walking like a crab during that fight. Like, what the fuck was that? Um, I'm back strong in his last fight though. He did. He he looked a lot better, and I still. It's like I don't know what the fuck he was doing, dude. He was like bouncing up and down, dude. That was the weirdest fight. I think at all. He, talk, he talked about it, but that was a weird thing too. He cleaned up after that though, because he, he, he did. He never did. boxed like that before either, like in his no. matches. And he has the most experience out of all the YouTube guys. The only issue is they're like not a big enough name. Already beat him, unless he does mm-hmm. some crazy shit where he starts finding himself like in some big matches. I don't think Jake will ever entertain the idea. 
That's true. Um, but real quickly, out of curiosity, of those three names that I went ahead and threw out there, Chavez, Junior, Fury, and Silva, do you favor Jake to beat any of them, and which one would you like to see the most next? I mean, I still want to see Fury. I, mean, I think Fury makes the most sense. Like, I'm telling you, I think that will answer mm-hmm. a lot of questions. You know what I mean? Okay. Which is a guy near his age two, around the same size, relatively the same experience, but has been doing this at a younger age, so he's been on the come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like all of that works out. So that's what I'm saying. Because then right. if he fights like the Silva, the Chavez, that's a whole nother level. That's when you now it's serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're talking of him fighting real people. No hate to the guys before. You know, we're talking about guys who are like boxers, boxers, you know, legit ass fucking people. Talk about Anderson Silva who can actually hit back without getting hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I fully believe, like, I fully believe if Anderson, like, boxed in his prime, he would have been a world champion. Like, if he fully dedicated to boxing, I'm not talking about, like, if he went from MMA to boxing, like, if he went and focused on boxing, like... He's he's a rare he's a rare human being. And then Chavez Jr. He's a lot smaller than Jake. Like I know he fights at like one eighty. Yeah, but he now. fights the weight class though, so we couldn't really like we couldn't really like shut on him if he you know because it, it'd be fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like if he, the guy he, has years of experience on the guy, you know, and and for you for what you want to say about those fights that he's had though, I mean he still fought a lot of times. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. So so that I mean I think is this not Fuck, I don't even know. I feel like the Anderson Silva and like the Chavez fight—they're both like fucking crazy ass fights. And that Chavez fight—it's gonna sound crazy. I think the Chavez fight would be bigger than the Silva fight, even though the, I mean, even though I think the Silva fight should be bigger than the Chavez fight. Is it because fight. is because he can draw on like the, the the Mexican side of things possibly? Yes, just just so they can root against them. <laughs> that's that's true. That's literally the only reason why. Just so they can root against him, and maybe some to support him, just because they feel sorry for him. Man, I don't. I've always kind of felt bad for Chavez. Like I, like I understand waste of potential, all that, and I a mean, bit of a quitter. He's kind of done it himself. So yeah, yeah. But like he. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, like I've always, I've always thought, like you know what. So that's what I'm saying. That's the other thing that would be good for Jake if he were to take that fight. That he would get a lot of fucking clout from that fight. He would get a lot of clout, and even then, like I couldn't even shit on that fight. And, and especially if he was coming off like a Silva win. Leading into that, oh, he he peak. I think after that, I think peak. if anything, he should fight. He should fight Chavez and then fight Silva because Silva's already whooped that ass. <laughs> he has technically. That'd so. be the cor- I feel like that'd be the correct order. But for some reason, I think if it were to go in a different, if it were to go in a different order, I think it'd be Silva then. Hey man, Chavez picked up a, a win this past week. He did. But I'm pretty sure before that he picked up a loss too. Yeah, he lost to Silva and then he beat some guy that's name I don't remember on the same night that Jake fought. So, anyways, uh, he talked about gonna... it though. He talked about it on Instagram Live about fighting him. Really? He did. Really? I'm surprised that hasn't made more news, but he did talk about it. Wait, who did? Chavez? Yeah. What did he say? He said, "I beat that ass." Essentially. Oh sh- no I mean, way! I figured you said he couldn't lose him. Like there's no way he could. He could. He he could not. Like he could not allow himself to lose him. I truly think if Chavez, I truly think like as much as it, is it, as it was to be like embarrassing to lose to Silva, I think if that fight actually got booked, I think Chavez would probably come out like a demon because oh, he, he knows. I think he'd obliterate him. I think he, I think he'd probably obliterate him too. Even though he's like he's older, now. he's actually not that old. He's only like thirty five, which is weird. Um, he's but, yeah, I, soon though I believe. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he'd come out like a demon. I don't think he'd hey, allow himself to lose. But you know something we haven't mentioned about all these people that we're mentioning in the mix? People are actually calling him out now. Who? They're calling Jake out. Like, they want to fight Jake. Like, before oh, yeah, no one entertained the idea. Shit, even MVP threw his hat into the mix, which is possible. Which, in, which dude, showtime. MVP. I mean, that's that's who they could actually send with no issue. You know what they I mean? Could send him. Send MVP, bro. He'd, he'd kill him. <laughs> MVP would kill him. Yes, I truly believe of all the options that they could possibly yeah. they could possibly make, the worst one to make would be MVP. Like I truly believe that, dude. Like if you're, I mean, he's two and zero as a boxer, but even with that, with counting his boxing experience, he's a big guy for one seventy, and he's uh he's timing his punching power. He'd beat the shit out of Jake Paul. Um. But, you know, regardless, uh, this is kind of like the last thing I want to hit on uh, within this kind of this Jake Paul, I mean, like sphere that we're talking about right now. Um, the, a member of the Jake Paul sphere, Tyron Woodley, who just got knocked out, put you know, face down on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, I generally thought retirement and uh, we saw him like immediately after the fight and he looked just heartbroken. I, uh, he looked distraught. But then, you know, at the press fight, press conference, he's like, don't look at me with sorrow eyes. I beat a lot of asses in here. I've I beat a your lot. ass. <laughs> yeah, but he said that, uh, you know, he, he said a lot of stuff. Uh, but he's like, you know what? I'm coming back. I'm going to fight next year. Put us a couple of fights together. Jake offered him a fight on his next undercard. That's lit. Should T. Wood retire, man? I mean, it's, this is this is five straight in MMA, I believe, or four straight, and then two losses in boxing. What do, do, what do you think you should do? I mean, for what it's worth, man, I mean, he hadn't been knocked out. I mean, he didn't even get knocked out. Did he get knocked out by Nate Marquardt when he had that fight? Yeah, he got knocked out. He got put out. I mean, it had been years since he had been put out. I mean, 2012, man. I mean, almost a decade, Josh, since he had actually been put out. I mean, I know. as far as his brain, his brain's in relatively good health then, right? Um, Relative. I said relative. I didn't say good. Yeah, sure. He could still fight, you know, and it's and if he's committed, I mean, you saw there's some some sort of improvement and with proper matchmaking, I don't think it'd be a, a bad option for him to continue fighting. What do you think about him fighting Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> Not a smart choice. I think that'd be even worse than this fight. For really? Him. Yes. Does Le'Veon Bell have hands? Dude, he's not even like a bad boxer. Like I, I like for, for as much as it is, like he's actually like I think he challenged for like a world title at one point. What? Pretty sure he did. He has like thirty fights, dude. No, he doesn't. Pretty sure he does, doesn't he? Oh, Le'Veon. Oh, you talking about G? Oh, I thought you were thinking about. Uh, I was thinking Jay Leon Love. My bad. Oh no, 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 no. no. Jay Leon Love. Which, by the way, I've heard that fight that he had. Uh, he beat Charles, not Charles Oliveira, Marcus Oliveira. Yeah, Charles Oliveira. See, we're making we're both mixing up names. <laughs> I heard that fight was terrible. Yeah. No, Le'Veon Bell would probably die. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever had any boxing experience, but he called out T. Wood, so. So, a lot, I mean, you saw with fucking these basketball players this past week, you know, they talk about fighting, but once you start fighting, you know, they see what actually happens, and it's a whole different story. If it goes anything like his rap career, I, I, I don't want to hear about it, bro. I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> no, Le'Veon Bell does not want that smoke. He does not want that smoke, but hey, if if he wants to, uh, you know, I know he just got signed to the Bucks, but if he wants to go next that's next February or next March or something, you know, I'm sure T would be around. You know, I've had the I've had the point of um should he retire from a competitive standpoint? Yes. From a money making standpoint, I think right now it's probably the most he's gonna get paid outside of his UFC championship run. 
you know? I wonder if he's um, made the most money. I wonder how close he is. I think it's close. I mean, it, it comes – I'm not entirely sure. Um, but he's made a nice amount. He made he made a couple of bags for that Jake Paul fiasco. But he also got paid – he was a – dude, he was a champion, and he got pay-per-view points on not one but two Connor cards, bro. I mean, yeah, I guess I forgot. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think it was two Connor – hold on. Let me do the math real quick. He fought – I think he was on two Connor undercards, and he was also on the undercard of um, DC Jones too. So he got a shit ton of money through pay per view points. God, no wonder Dana doesn't like him. Good lord. Um, and sponsors so, now too with boxing. He got sponsors on his on his. Short that's true. Too. So it, I think it's I think it's close uh, as for how much he made. But yeah, dude, I think Eagle FC is probably going to throw a bag at him if I had to guess. Yeah, um, you you saw that shit too. Abib is making a big splash, dude. He's signing a lot of these guys that are, still have some name value and still have some competitiveness in them. He was talking and about signing Dustin, dude. You saw that? Yeah, he did. And Dana was like, you know, it's it's not as easy to think. You be careful what you wish for. And I'm, Habib's like, you know what? I'll take that challenge. Like, yeah, I'm dude, sure that Habib... Is, I mean, that's just Dana, though. Dana's one of those guys who's like, you know, since he's like, you know, number one at this right now, he doesn't like, obviously he's going to shit on everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... Dude, I think Tyron, I, right now, dude, right now is the time to get paid. I think if Jake is smart, if Jake's actually a really smart guy, which promotionally wise, he's smart as shit. I'm not, I, him and Nikisa, his manager, they got that shit figured out, bro. I think if they're smart, they're gonna give Tyron some can on the next, on the next, on the undercard of the next Jake fight, and Tyron's just gonna obliterate him. They're gonna, give him, gonna, pretty, they're gonna give him pretty boy Taylor. No, no. Although, I mean. That'd be a, that'd be a, I like, I like Anthony. That'd be a rough night for him. Um, just because of the size difference. But yeah, um, if I'm Tyron Woodley, I'm going to keep on fighting, dude. I think he's going to collect some serious bags in the next few, in the next year or so. I mean, as much as people like to talk about how bad he is now, yes, he's bad. Um, and no, he probably shouldn't be fighting from a health standpoint, but dude, he got two humongous bags for the fucking Jake Paul fight. And Jake's offering him to be on the undercard for the next one. I'm sure he's going to make some good money there. If he wants to fight in MMA, I'm sure Eagle FC will probably pay him. Maybe PFL, some of these other promoters. I don't think Bellator will want him, but maybe, you know, weird things sad, have happened. Sad, sadly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, weirder things have happened. So we'll see what happens there. Um, regardless, though, man, that's pretty much all we got for this whole the whole Tyron Jake Paul thing, uh, that whole sphere, that whole thing that's going on. That's, that's it. But we do have a little bit of UC to talk about. It was a it was a fun card. It kind of got overshadowed because it was such a a huge night for boxing. Um, but all in all, like we'll start with the main event: UC Vegas 45 from the UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Last UC show of the year: Derek Lewis defeating Chris Dawkins via knockout three minutes in. A pretty pretty easy night at the office for the Black Beast. He picks up another win. And continues breaking records for knockouts in the UFC. I believe this is number 13. So, Angel, my man, what do you think about Derek Lewis getting the big dub? I mean, look, I was honestly shocked that he was uh, a pretty big underdog on this one. Kind of proved everybody wrong. Wait, he, wait, he was? Yeah, he was, he was a, I think he was a two to one underdog. What the fuck? <laughs> These fucking people, dude. I fucking, dude. What the fuck is it with combat lately, dude? Jesus fucking Christ. I'll lose my goddamn mind. Uh, well, I mean, hey, Chris Dog has had like uh four knockout wins going in. He well, he did, but I mean the fucking, in a row. I mean like, look at the comp like I, like who who did he knock out? Like his best win was probably Shamil at that point. And Shamil had him fight or, or Linux. A Linux, but you know, Linux has a style, you know what I mean? Linux yeah. had been knocked out, you know what I mean? Like gotta also look into that. 
Shamil hadn't fought in what two, almost three years, something, something like that. Might be wrong there. Am I close? In the, in yeah, the... I think you're close. Yeah, you know, so there, there's serious factors. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Doc. It's like in his come up, I was like, okay, cool. Thought he's moving quick. I thought he should have gone the uh, Tom Aspinall kind of route. Uh, I think like. I like Tom Aspinall. He went the complete different direction. I mean, I got to give him credit, though. I mean, he was calling out, like, fucking Steepy and shit after his, like, third knockout in a row or second knockout in a row, which respect. You know, you you want to be that guy who's, you know, calling out these names and getting yourself in these positions. He called out Lewis. I mean, shit, if he would have called out – and if he would have beat Derek, I mean, he would have been – I mean, Josh, I mean, the hype train would have been nice on him, right? You know, cop, you know, coming out – you know, knock out, knocking out the knockout artist at heavyweight right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it would it would have been legit. Didn't end up playing like that, sadly. But uh, that's just how it goes, man. And I mean, shit, it, it went the way I thought it was gonna go. I thought he was gonna get a little oversellous. It wasn't gonna come out and do any game plan of what of what I thought. And then like, I didn't even think he fainted a takedown or anything. And you know, obviously, you know, we talked about the body shots being in a thing, but obviously that was gonna be hard regardless, just because of you know not being lengthening along. But you know, I thought he maybe could have done some things, maybe a push kick or something in there. You know, once Derek kind of was like, oh yeah, this guy. He's doctor respect my power. Uh, yeah, let me get in here and just start throwing knees and shit and doing my thing. And I mean, he got him good, dude. He put him out. Yeah, man, he did. And I was honestly shocked that uh, he was being favored by anybody because I like Chris Dawkins, dude. But like, if you're if you're a striker and you're not a serial gone striker, right? I'm gonna favor Derek Lewis nine times out of ten. If you're not a long, lanky guy that uses a lot of kicks, those a lot of feints, or yeah, or you can wrestle. Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna favor Derek Lewis over you. Uh, and he made it look really, really easy. I thought it was gonna be. I like Chris Dawkins a lot. I was surprised at how easy it was for Derek Lewis, dude. I think he truly showed that. Um, while he's not, you know, he's kind of a meme. He, he's a he's a fun fighter. All that stuff. But he kind of, I feel like, will never truly get the respect of being like a legitimately very, very good heavyweight. I mean, you can make the case that like. He's one of the greatest heavyweights to not win the UFC heavyweight title. He he may still one day. I mean, I mean, he there's holds a lot, of, there's a lot of fighters though. There's a lot of fighters who don't achieve that. That's true. That's true. But yeah, dude. I mean, thirteen. And it's and it's, and it's like, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it's yeah, no not. Way. I don't think, and it's gonna sound crazy. He didn't become this with the intention of becoming this. It kind of happened, just kind of because he just ended up being kind of good. You know what I mean? You know, it was just all kind of a – he reached greater heights than what he expected out of himself, beat better people than what he expected out of himself, and found him, and he finds himself in this position where he could be fighting again for a title not too long from now, you know, if he beats another good guy. I mean, shit, if if he he could be asking to fight Stipe, and they could realistically give him that fight. Obviously, we're thinking they're going to give that to Jones, but you know what I mean. Like mm. – Derek can do that and be in a good position. And if he were to win against Stipe, he'd be back in the title mix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like I said, it, it's it's all kind of like, to an extent, I want to say almost accidental, but not accidental because I, I think, funny enough for him, he never realized how good he could actually be. Like, I'm sure he was like, okay, I, I need to win fights, so I need to be good. But he didn't know what to how far and what extents he would get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, he's a he's a guy that uh, he's continuing to shock me. I mean, he can truly, as much as he still has the reputation of being a brawler, he was throwing a lot of feints in that fight that Dawkins bit on, which ultimately led to the finish. And you can tell, like, 
he's improved so much, dude. I mean, it, night and day in this versus, like, the Roy Nelson fight from a couple of years ago. Like, that's just one example, but, like, he's truly evolved a lot. He's shown that uh, he still is a world, you know, tight, like, one of the top heavyweights on the planet, rather. And he still could be in a position where he may one day challenge for the title again. Let's remember here that had Ngannou and the UFC not had, like, a pay dispute, he would have fought Ngannou for the title rather than gone. Which and that's is so fight. aggravating for me, dude. I know, and that's also a fight. He's already beaten Ngannou once. and uh, Now, it was a terrible fight, but he still beat him. Um, and I think it's a lot easier to match up. Like, depending on how the cards fall, shit, Derek Lewis in another universe is world champion right now. That's not too far off. So, yeah, man, I'm happy to see him get the dub. It was a fun night for Derek Lewis for a lot of those the Black Beast fans, but it was not a fun night for the Wonder Boy crowd. Um, it was a rough one, man. Not gonna lie, yeah. now, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about it either. But uh, Below Muhammad dominating Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson unanimous decision thirty twenty five thirty twenty six thirty twenty six unanimous decision for Below Muhammad. Uh, look, man, not a whole lot to talk about this one. Worst loss of Wonder Boy's career by far, but um, gotta give props to Below, right? Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I got to respect. I didn't think he was going to, I didn't think he, you know, I thought it was easier for him to take down, or below had an easier time taking down Wonder Boy than what Gilbert did when Gilbert fought, uh, Wonder Boy, I thought. Granted though, people mentioned the cage. I forgot about that. That could have been a factor. Obviously didn't have a lot of, didn't have as much room to move around, but, uh, I mean, that's, that still impressed me. It wasn't the most exciting victory, but it was, it was a solid win. He got it done and it looked a little rough for Wonder Boy, right? Cause, <laughs> Literally a few days before this, he extended his fight contract, you know, to eight more fights, and he wants to be the oldest guy to fight in the UFC. Uh, you know, and obviously <laughs> that wasn't the greatest look right afterwards. But hey, man, you know, at least he didn't get knocked out or anything like that, and we can still see Wonder Boy in some fun matchups. I think so. I still think we absolutely can. It's uh, the biggest sign of, you know, getting old sucks, man, because I don't think... Man, why can't we just have TRT in the UFC, man, for everybody? Just fuck it. Well, just like, here's the thing, like, this is a fight that, like, I like Bilal Muhammad a lot. I've been on the Bilal Muhammad train for, like, a long time, dude. But even then, it's like, this is a guy that he, he would have... Dude, I saw his UFC debut. That was one of the earliest fights I can remember. Really? Yes. Dude, I truly think that he would have gotten... Wonder Boy, even two or three years ago, would have fucked him up. Oh, yeah. He, he he had tremendous movement. He just slowed down a whole lot. No, that's not to say Wonder Boy can't have fun fights. I think Wonder Boy... Oh, yeah. He's a future Hall of Famer, man. He's not going to win the belt. I still think him versus Usman, like him of like 2016 versus Usman now, is a low key dream fight for me. But um, fantasy fight, yeah, fantasy fight. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, man, just disappointing. But you know what? Good win for Bilal. He's into the top five. And uh, you know, Joe Rogan got memed for memed for a couple of months back because uh, UFC 260. I don't remember what was it, 268. After, you know, like, they're just sitting down, they're talking about all the fights after all the fights ended. He's like, guys, remember, there's still people at welterweight, but Bilal Muhammad is out there. Like, he... <laughs> and it yeah, made he's, like, actually ranked high, though. So it's now he's like... ranked high, now it's not that inconceivable that we could see well, Bilal Muhammad. Well, Bilal's been one of the most disrespected guys in this weight class, outside of Leon Edwards, you know? For sure, and those two fought each other, and they may fight each other again, honestly. Um, I mean, those guys do need to fight each other again at some point. They though. they do, and Bilal, dude, I mean, he's one of the most disrespected guys in the UFC. I understand sometimes he, he's, he's not... He's due for a main event, isn't he, now? Like, now that he's ranked this high, and he, he hasn't is. had... He's due for a main event. I don't know if you had one at all. I can't think of one, but he's he due had, for Well, one. he he main evented on short notice against Leon. That's it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's not the same, though. 
No, it's not. Um, yeah, man, I, I think that um, the only thing he could really work on is uh, finding a way to get the finish. He still only has uh, two finishes in the UFC. Outside of that, dude, he's the full package. He can wrestle. He can strike. He's got good cardio. I like Bala Muhammad a lot, man. Um, he has a personality, too. He's a fun guy. Very fun guy. Very I mean, he's a, a lot of... He's a good analyst too. I mean, I like him on the on the pre shows that they do. When he, I, I know he never done commentary, but I think if he ever decides to end his career, I think, and decide to go into commentary, I think he'd be a fun guy. Uh, there's a few guys who I think are, you know, like as much as like I like Dom Cruz, but I know you like Bisping. I'm not the biggest fan of Bisping. Not gonna lie to you on commentary. What about DC? DC, I'm uh, he gets really biased. I'm not gonna hate on you, but I can't blame him. You know, because these guys are fighters. They some of these guys are their training partners, they're their friends, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard not to be biased, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, for me, my fa- I mean, I think the best guy is, out of all the fighters, is Paul Felder. Oh, yeah, I think Paul Felder is tremendous. And it's not even close, in my That's opinion. That's not a cheesesteak thing, he's not too bad. Yes, he put ketchup <laughs> on it, is that what it was? Yeah, he said he puts ketchup and sometimes mayo on his cheesesteak. Okay, mayo doesn't sound that crazy because I've seen other people in Philly do that. That doesn't sound crazy, but ketchup is fucking disgraceful. That's like putting hot I sauce. Think, I think I think mayo. I think you can get away with mayo, but he said he puts ketchup and mayo. Well, see, you can make that ketchup mayo mix sauce, which is a little bit more respectable, but still not as respectable. Well, it's. I think a ketchup. I actually kind of like that ketchup and mayo mix sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not on a cheesesteak. Especially not ketchup. The only way you eat cheesesteak is just in and of itself, or you could do a hot sauce. Some people do hot sauce, but if you're going to eat it like a purist, you just do that and maybe some peppers. Exactly. You got you got to do it the purist way, or a little bit of hot sauce, like you said. Not too bad. You can get away with the hot sauce, but you got to eat the pure way. I don't care that he's from Philly. He's lost his Philly pass, bro. I got to take it away. He lost it. Sean Brady, Eddie Alvarez, you guys got to go get that shit right now. (laughs) Eddie Alvarez, go go run that motherfucker, all right? Um, go, Go get that. Yeah, I, I can't. I love Paul Felder outside of that. I mean, I like Bisping a lot, but he can sometimes get on tangents, which annoys me. They all have their flaws. You know, I, commentary is, is a tough-ass job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's in, like, in the sport is young. You know, there's not one guy who's been doing it for 50 years, you know? Well, not 50. Actually, exactly. fuck. There is guys in sports that have been doing it for 50 years, actually. I mean, I, I guess I can't, you know, not say that. But, yeah, no, you know. It, it, I mean, who's the oldest commentator on the desk right now? Like, who's been doing it the longest? Probably, probably Rogan? Oh yeah, Joe by far. Yeah. By far, yeah. And after that, who's who's behind it's, that? It, Anik's been around since twenty eleven or twenty twelve. But granted, he does caller commentary. No hate to That's him. That's true. Play, play by play, only Joe. Yeah. Because well, I mean, outside of Joe, they really didn't have anybody up until they brought in. I want to say Brian Stan and Dan Hardy around like twenty ten. Yeah. Like and, Joe did every show for like years. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Joe, dude, with all this shit going on in comedy. Hold, Joe hold, held it down for like a decade plus, but yeah, nowadays it's it's uh, it's rough. It's a tough ass job, though. It's a tough ass job. I'll, oh yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah. It, I give couldn't it do it unless you're like overly terrible. Oh yeah, Which there's have, been, been, have they had a bad one? You know, no, no hate Dom, to the people. I'm I'm not gonna. You know what? Dom's a bit dry for me. I'll just say it. Dom. I like Dom. I like Dom. When Dom's like when Dom breaks down a fight really good, I think he's good credit though. The no, it's weird. Of- I love Dom's breakdowns, but I don't like his like his YouTube videos where he breaks shit down. You can tell like this dude's got a mind for MMA, bro. Like he's fucking Einstein for MMA. That being said, whenever he's on commentary, I don't like him. While we were on it, who's your favorite like you know how they bring on guests? Who do you like as guests? My favorite one is always Trevor Whitman when they bring him on. 
I, I like I love Trevor Whitman. I also like Dean Thomas a lot. Dean Thomas is really fun too. He always brings a good perspective. Dean. Yes, you're right. And they bring it around more. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. I think Trevor's just busy with like uh probably like Well I mean I, and I think Dana likes Dean legitimately too. Which is the other thing, which helps. But yeah, no, 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 no. They bring him they've been they've had him on the pre shows and he's he's a fun dude. Mm. Yeah. That's another fun one. You're right. I like that. Yeah, overall, commentary is in a good place right now. And even, like, you could tell, like, listen, listen, man, I'm just saying, Laura Sanko should be on a broadcast soon. That's all I want to I want to hear it, too, dude. I, I actually genuinely like her during the pre-show. I, I kind of feel sad because sometimes I feel like she gets overwhelmed by the guys, like the guys over kind of take over when she's trying to talk. And she makes legitimately good points. I feel like, is this sound crazy, out of everybody there when they're doing the pre-shows, I think she's the one who's trying the hardest. And I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it in a good way. Because she has yeah. something important to say. And I think <laughs> on commentary, that could actually be valuable. She's actually fought. A lot of people don't know this. She's actually fought, like, a fair bit. I think she has over 10 fights, actually, funny enough, too. She may an amateur. I think as a pro, she's only as – I think she was 2-0 uh, for Invicta. She retired because she went to start a family. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, she's got experience. A lot of people don't know that. You're right. Like, a lot of people really overlook that fact. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't know this for a while, and then I looked into her, and you know, I, I, you know, I really gained a lot of respect for her for that. And obviously, throughout, you know, now watching more pay reviews, watching more pre shows, and been keeping up with him more, I genuinely like her, and I liked her on the. I think she did commentary for uh, what's it called the Contender Series. She does. She does commentary for Contender Series. She was the first woman outside of in the modern era. I can't remember the woman's name. She was a boxer who did. It was a long for like U- time ago. Yes, for like yeah. UFC two, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she also did commentary for Invicta before she went on to uh, uh, Contender Series and all that. So, yeah, yeah, she's local. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I mean, she was fighting before women were in the UFC. Like, she, as an amateur, she's, like, I looked it up. She was an amateur who fought five times and then is a pro one time. So I, I yeah. knew she had a fair bit, like, at least, like, a, a handful. I, I didn't know who – for some reason, I thought it was over 10, but it was just a little under. Yeah, but she's very, very good. She should be on the desk soon. Um, oh, but just to go ahead and move on to the rest of the card, man. What are some of the other fights you want to go and highlight on this thing? Okay, let me bring this up. I just had it here. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to skip over around here, but we got we got to give this guy his. Slap. I mean, Ricky Simone, Josh, after having that little two fight stint there where things didn't go his way. I mean, he was a young guy. I mean, still very young now. I mean, he he's kind of you know he he was one of those. I mean, he I think he has been at this weight class one of the biggest one of the biggest prospects in this weight class just. Not people. Not everybody knows of him. You know what I mean? Unless you keep up with the sport. Mm. But you could say that yeah. legitimately. I mean, at one point, this guy only had one loss in the UFC. True, and I think the fact that he's still so young, he's still only 29 years old. Um, I think it's actually kind of good. For, it's gonna sound weird. I think it's very, very good for him that he hit that block because he hit that block where like he he got a couple of wins. He beat Ronnie Yaya. And he got a lot of hype behind him. He's already a former LFA champ, and then he got knocked out by Uriah, and he got dominated by Rob Font. Not really dominated, but from what I remember, it's like a, it was a fun fight, but it was like a clear 30-27. Um, and after that, he's had to work his way back up. He's worked on his finishing ability. He's evolved a, a fair bit to where now, like as he's, you know, he's 29 years old. He's in the rankings. Like he's still a very good prospect, dude. Like I'm, I'm fully agree with him. Though. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Ricky Simone train, bro. Um, also hold the win over Marab, which is easy to forget. Like that was that's a good that's a, that's a good fucking win too. 
And that was a that was a weird one too, where like he choked him out right at the bell. So that was a, I'd like to see those two run it back at some point in time. They probably will. I'm sure they will. Um, and the other, I mean, there's a couple of you know other fights to talk about, man. I mean, Gomrot getting a nice win over Carlos Diego Ferreira. Although the only real issue with that one is that um, from what I, it was like an injury which kind of threw people off. I, I also read that he actually injured um, that part like a week ago in camp, like his rib. Um, and that's good, though, regardless, though. Like, I know there's true. still another round left, and it plays a factor, but he was looking good. True, true. Uh, you know, death taxes and Angela Hill losing another split decision. That helped. That happened as well. Um, unfortunate, because I think most people thought she won this one as well. So that's yep. really shitty for her, dude. I've never seen her, like, be on the the right end of, like, a close decision. I mean, dude, um, it's going to happen, and she's not going to be deserving of it, which is probably going to be funny. That's probably how it's going to go. Yeah, the last time she won a split decision, she won a... Of all the fights that have, like, happened, gone to split decision in her career, she's only won it once out of six times. God. And it was uh, in Invicta. So in the UFC, I believe she's 0 for 5. Against Courtney Casey... Gadea, Watterson, Lemos, and then one other I'm missing. But yeah, um, rough time for her. Rough time. Um, yeah, man, it happens. Um, unfortunately. But dude, Cub Swanson still doing the damn dude, thing. Dude, he was being disrespected. People were picking against him in this fight. I don't know if you saw and, some of like the, the pickums on, uh, like I know on Verdict, a lot of people had picked Darren Elkins, uh, over Cub Swanson. Which I was like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Uh, like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't understand that at all. I, I know what you're talking about. I believe Darren Elkins was, was a favorite going in. Um, and I think probably the fact that he was a favorite, it's probably coming off of the fact that like he'd won two in a row and he looked pretty good, but I, I just thought skill set-wise he was too hittable, dude. And Cub Swanson, ever since he actually like took some time off, it sounds weird, took some time off, he, he tore his ACL and his MCL, fucked up everything in his leg. But ever since he came back from that, it's like he's been rejuvenated, bro. Like he knocked out, he knocked Dana Pineda dead, um, and now he's knocked out Darren Elkins. His one loss was to Giga, and I mean, I want to say I want to see him running that back someday, but like, I don't know, man. Like that was so that was so early. It was, it was such a weird finish, man. I like to see them fight at some point in time again. I still think Cub Swanson has a lot to offer. He's not going to win a title, and I think he's probably the best UFC fighter to have never fought for the title. Um, but I still think at this point in his career, he still has a lot to give, personally. I mean, three wins in his last four, that's awesome. And also, like, unexpected, given everything that's happening, uh, or happened to him. And I think, you know, you know, Raquel Pennington got a good win. Jordan Levy, your boy, got a nice win. Melissa Gatto got a nice win over Sarge. Justin Topic got a nice win. Last one I want to bring up, though, Gerald Mearshart, dude. Holy shit. Like, this is, a, <laughs> once again, down on the cards going into the third round. He comes from behind, and for my money, he's the comeback fighter of the year. Um, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. We have the awards next week. Whatever. Um, giving it away. Uh, Joe Mearshart, dude, he got knocked out in back-to-back fights in 2020. Turns it around this year. I believe he's an underdog in all three of these fights, and he wins all three of them via submission. Yep. I Insane. Mean, it, I mean, it, you know, and it, it's – I mean, he might not like it, Josh, but I think – for him, it's not a bad thing, but he is truly the gatekeeper of this division right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because he has a level. He couldn't beat Thiago Santos when he was down here. I wasn't able to beat Jack Hermanson. 
Took Kevin Holland to a split decision. I don't know how that went off the top of my head. Lost that. Lost Eric Andrews, who just beat a guy who's now or who lost a guy who's now ranked. And lost to Hosmat, who's, you know, riding this epic, you know, hype train. So, you know, clearly, at least from what we could see here, he has a level. You know, he he's competitive though, you know. So it's not like he's always getting shut down. But uh you know, I think he's this isn't a bad place for him because especially because he's winning and looking good. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. And overall, this is uh honestly a super fun card. I mean, like UC went out swinging the last two weeks um, to kind of end their their run. Obviously, the pay per view UC two sixty nine was phenomenal, and this fight night UC Vegas forty five was also phenomenal. No more UFC until January fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Oh my God, that's good Lord. That you know, I've always wanted a break. I kind, I like, kind of like having a break or like that, one week at a time. That's you know, but if you really think about it, that's not really that long from now. I know, I know. It still it's literally gonna be one week off, and even then, we might not even take that week off. I know, it's still weird though. It's still weird. Um, I mean, they come back quick, in my opinion. I think that's quick. All right, all right. But just to go ahead and close out the show, obviously, this is going to be going up on. Christmas Eve, I believe. Um, Angel. It was a huge year for sports. Um, 2021. Even outside of MMA and boxing, there was a whole lot to go on. What are, what are a couple of things, gonna have to do three, what are just a couple of things you were thankful for in the wide world of sports this year, my guy, to kind of close out? Well, one, we, we got to actually have sports. I mean, that was still a big question mark coming into this year, right? And even last year, where there was kind of like, well, you know, we're, you know, this, this is going to happen and we won't be able to do this. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of shit going on, right? We didn't even know. So number one, as a whole, we had all sports back with some fans or no fans. Two, you know, the UFC continued, right? All the events continued. Everything was, you know, we, we got to see Connor fight. We, we got to see title fights. We got, you know, we got excitement. We went back to Abu Dhabi, we went back to Fight Island. You know, this, this shit was, uh, was awesome, you know, like in the beginning of the year. And third, I got, you know, the Suns are still doing good. You know, I didn't know if we were going to be able to run it back, but so far into this next season, we're still looking like a competitive team. We're number first in the West and uh, we're holding it down. For sure, man. Uh, you guys are holding it down and can't say the same for OKC. We, uh, a couple of weeks ago had quite literally the largest loss in NBA history. Um, yeah, literally. But, you know, I'm actually kind of happy. I'm not happy with this year, but I'm seeing hey, some man, guys. Hey man, you guys out here breaking records, man. We're we're breaking records, bro. No, I'm seeing I'm seeing you know some of our guys develop. I'm seeing them improve. Like I'm not that worried about it. Um, but you know, obviously, not losing by seventy would also be dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, yes, overall, though. I mean, overall, dude, this is a phenomenal year for sports. I mean, MMA was popping. Boxing had a lot of fun, which honestly was needed. Uh, really, only the end of the year for boxing was fun. Outside of that, fucking, it was terrible up until, like, September. You know, this year had a lot of potential for boxing. It, it, it kind of rallied back near the end. I think next year is a big year, though. I think, you know, obviously with Canelo going up the fucking, what is it, like, two weight, like two weight classes, essentially. Yeah, the cruiserweight. Up to cruiserweight. Uh, Earl Spence is going to fight Ugas, which, yeah... You know, I mean, not what no I Crawford, want. Crawford, but it's it's not bad. But you know, the, the but the you know that 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 is set there though. The, you know, they're they're you know they're that's gonna happen now. I feel like it's gonna happen now. It cannot happen because we're destined to meet at some point. 
Tank is going to find himself in some big fights. Obviously, uh, Cambosis came into the picture. And obviously, in the UFC, dude, I mean, we're going to talk about our end of the year awards. We always talk about, like, who's going to be champ. Uh, we've done that. I don't know if we'll do that for this next year. But we talk about kind of the, the – we're going to talk about the city of each division. We're going to talk about a number of things potentially. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of shit that's going to happen, dude. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the year starts off with a bang. I mean, to put it before, I know we're not there yet, and we're not going to get into any details. But, I mean, early on, we're going to have Gon versus Nganu for one of our pay-per-views, followed by Robert Whitaker versus Izzy. You know? Like, mm-hmm. that's literally how we kick off 2022. For sure, man. And it's it's going to be – I mean, it's good as 2021 was. 2022 is shaping up to be even better, which is which is crazy. Like every single year. I mean, there's been some dud years, but, like, I feel like – for the most part, I mean, just been on like an upward trajectory for the past six or seven years. I mean, they've um, earned some consistency now, but I think that's because of you know ESPN, the Apex mm-hmm. kind of help. I'm not gonna lie, Copen kind of benefited the UFC in a way. No, it massively. I mean, they did because they were the only, even they were the only ones that were consistently putting stuff on. Like obviously, football went on, NBA went on, but they were like changed their schedule. Games were canceled. Games were moved. A Lions lot of stuff sick. happened. Yep. Exactly, and uh, the, you know, Mickey Mouse ring, the times Mickey Mouse ring, La Bomb, you know, La, the bitch. All right, so you know, there was off. so much. To, go on. <laughs> there was so much stuff that happened. I mean, jokes aside, I mean that winning the bubble ring was was honestly pretty difficult. I, I've never understood the whole you know Mickey Mouse ring. But regardless, it's a funny yeah, term to say it. for sure. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it was a fun year for sports, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs doing pretty good. Looks like my four loss prediction is going to somehow. What I tell you? What I tell you, champ? All, you were doubting yourself. You were doubting yourself, champ. But I had you, champ. I know <laughs> you had it, champ. You're the champ, goddammit. Against all odds, in the four loss prediction looks like it will remain intact. And by the way, the fucking AFC is tighter than. I can't say that, but it's tight. Is it the AFC? Or is it the yeah. AFC? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, it's tight. Uh, yeah, it's it tight. is. It is. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a tight division for sure. Um. Anyways, uh. <laughs> anyway, we do got to talk about football at some point because we are nearing the Super Bowl, so I do need to get your opinions on that. Uh, yeah, before, how about this final week before playoffs? We'll we'll do a whole we'll hold it, we'll lay shit out. You lay it out. Maybe not even that. It, Maybe just it like really people. is more you just telling me everything going on and being like, "Yes, Josh, I 100% agree with all your opinions on football because you're always <laughs> right." I know. I, I I like it. You're just having my yes man. You know, it's great. It's, sometimes you need a yes man though. You can't. You know, you, you don't want people to disagree with you. I think it'd be granted though. You don't. Fuck, dude. Knowing how passionate you are about football, dude. Imagine if I had completely the opposite opinion. How great this show could be. Oh my god! You just got to argue with me like on every single point next time. Um, I mean, but I won't be able to make a good argument. I'm <laughs> just like that's fine. That's completely cool. Is they're, they're wrong anyways? So <laughs> this works out for real. Um, overall, I hope. I mean, firstly, I don't got anything else. Um, I hope you guys in, enjoyed this week. Uh, I'm at Josh Seven on Twitter. He's at AngelOtega underscore one at Quartite Sound for all things related to the show on Twitter. Uh, I'd actually appreciate it. You guys, Spotify ratings just came out. You can go yeah. to the Spotify page now and give us a rating. Five um, stars we, only, fuckers. Only five stars. Exactly. Only five stars. Big appreciate PP it. Gang, five star. Small PP gang, one star. Straight up. Tell him, champ. Tell him, champ. Um, 
hope you guys appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's all I got. Peace. And bye, Chris. Muscular.